This is the Malicious Events Podcast. I'm so happy you're here. I'm going to give you all of the information. I'm very transparent and I really hope you enjoy. This is Melanie and let's get to it. while I'm driving because I've realized, not to brag, but on Sunday, now today is Monday when I'm recording this, no, today is Tuesday, but on Sunday when I was going over my schedule for the week, it is extremely busy and not just with, you know, menial, not menial, it's important, but you know, housework and hanging out with, with my husband and stuff, but there's a lot of business for this week, like a lot, a lot. So... I'm very happy to say the reason why I have not jumped on here is because I have been extremely busy. However, that does not mean I cannot stay to my commitments. <laughs> so I want to tell you all about the last, what, month and a half since the last podcast. And I do want to apologize. I know that it can be really loud, especially driving on a freeway. But don't worry, my eyes are on the road and I'm, I'm ready just to talk. I talk all the time. So Speaking of that, I watched the movie, I think it's with Eddie Murphy, but it's called A Thousand Words or something where he gets cursed and he can't say a thousand words, but once he does, he doesn't know what happens, but there's this tree that pops up in his yard and every word he says, a leaf falls off. So he's wondering and thinking that when the last leaf falls off, he will die. And I sometimes think about that movie. It was actually, it was a weird movie, weirder movie than I thought. I mean, the concept itself is like, it's fine. It's kind of weird, but, um, I, I sometimes think about that thinking I could knock that tree down and kill my life in one conversation. What are you talking about? <laughs> so let's kind of start from the beginning and I really don't know where the beginning is, but I'm going to start with the iron cowboy event. Cause that was big when I first started in one of my first podcasts with you all, I shared about Leon Logothetis and he was a celebrity. So he's a guy who has this documentary, not documentary, but this series on Netflix called The Kindness Diaries because he had the idea of like, I just, I don't like my job where I just sit in an office and people have like, you know, day-to-day conversations, but no deep connection. He decided to travel the world on kindness alone. So he has a couple guys of a film crew. He has a little motorbike and that's it. And he travels from point A to point B. And sometimes that's like Southern atmosphere, (laughs) Uh, hemisphere, Southern hemisphere. Sometimes that's from one area of a country to the another country area. It's not always like a world round trip, but I'm sure by this time he has done that. So what he does is he, I'm going way into detail about this more than probably you need to know. But what he does is he asks people like, Hey, can I have gas for my motorbike? And whoever says yes, he sometimes asks more. And for someone who shows a lot of kindness, and I'm sure in all of this, there's a lot of no's. How many many times do we pass by people who have a sign up who ask us for something and we say, no, thank you, not today. Even at the cash register, would you like to donate to children who are dying? No, thanks, not today. And I always feel bad because I don't know what that entails. And anyway, don't judge me. (laughs) We're getting real deep over here. Anyway, Leon's a big deal. 
and um, it's it's a really touching series. I suggest anyone to watch it, but just bring tissues because it's really sweet when people show a lot of kindness to him, him and his crew and the foundations and stuff that he works with. They give them something really kind back that they've been hoping for or wanting. So let me tell you about the Iron Cowboy event once again. So Chris and I have been attending for, I don't even know where to start with this guy. Google the Iron Cowboy as you're listening to this podcast. The first thing that will show up is the 50-50-50. So several years ago, this guy named James Lawrence from Canada, lives in Utah. He decided to do 50 Ironmans in 50 states in 50 consecutive days. Meaning, he went from state to state every single day, sometimes only getting about an hour of sleep. And if you don't know what an Ironman is, it is... Now, I'm going to butcher this, but it's a few miles... And I'm sure people call it in meters, like 100 meters or something in a pool. So a couple miles, I think, swimming. Um, 112 mile biking. And I may be slightly off of this. And then a marathon. So day to day to day to day. Traveling with his family. And his wife is incredible. She just said, I want my kids to have the best summer of their lives. So they had an RV that they traveled in. They had a team, a crew that they all just traveled. And and it's almost like they all were just working on fumes at some point. Because although they were the kids were having fun and stuff and everything else. Because, I mean, what are you going to do while your husband and your dad is out swimming and biking? You can't really join them. So you can go watch him swim. Other than that, maybe run with him a little bit. But they just went and had activities and saw the world. It was really fun. So this last year, really this year, he decided to do 100. However, it was not going to be in consecutive places. It was going to all be in Utah County. And heads up, we live 12 minutes away from them. So, of course, we went to go watch Iron Cowboy. We went to go watch him swim a few times and kind of get to sit there and chat with the people watching as well who are maybe on the team with his wife who's doing the Instagram Lives. So as we get to know everyone, I then find out that one of his daughters, they have five kids, they're all amazing, one of his daughters does nails. So I go, yo girl, (laughs) I love getting my nails done. Would you like a new client? And so now she's been doing my nails. And by the way, tangent, she's doing my nails tomorrow and I have missed her sorely. So um, we've just gotten to know them. And since Chris has <laughs> since the 50 Chris admits that he's not a runner but his lifestyle proves otherwise he is a runner he still does not like running every once in a while he'll come home and say man it was beautiful out there but he still hates running <laughs> which is so funny because at this point he's running so much he's even started to say well when he trains for the next 50 that later this year he's going to start running two a days so in the morning and at night and then he wants to run I think he said he wants to run 30, maybe it was 30 miles in the morning, 30 miles at night. I don't know. It's Chris Avery. You never know what the man's going to do. So anyway, so we get to know this family. We do some of the runs with him. Um, we finish some of the marathons with him. We, we don't join him in any biking because Chris and I are not bikers. We know how to bike. We are not bikers. Anyway, it has been phenomenal. So at some point, I was over there getting my nails done. I was talking to... Um, Lucy, which is one of his daughters who has done all of the social media for him. And, and I said, Hey, Lucy, I'm an event planner. 
do you guys ever need help with things? And she, she and her mom are like, oh, let's save your number. There's always stuff that we could throw at you. Um, people in the area just want to do things and maybe we'll, we'll throw your name out there. And I go, thanks. I really appreciate it. That'd be really fun. I love it. And then that was around day like 62 or something of the 100. And then as it gets closer, maybe day like 80 something, I go, hey, Lucy, do you want help with day 100? Are you doing a big shebang? And she goes, yes, yes. So um, by me asking, and here's a tip for all of you who are those business folk. Here's a tip. There's so many ways that you can get business. You can either wait till people come to you or you can you can sell yourself on, hey, here's a value I bring. Or you can just ask and say, hey, I see a need. Can I help fill that need? And let's work together so that you are less stressed and I am having a ball and let's do it. So anyway, that was just a fun, that was a fun lesson for me that you can just say, hey, do you need help? I'm here to help. I'll keep myself available. And what does it look like? So I became the event planner, party planner, coordinator for day 100. Now with that, it takes a team because this was a big event. And it was different because usually as an event planner, you are given all the reins. It, it is said to you that you are, as an event planner, okay, you coordinate everything. You bring in the DJ, you bring in this person, you bring in the vendor, you bring in the food, you do the layout, whatever. Some of that was already decided at this point. So here's what it was working with an athlete who has sponsors who are sponsoring this event as well. They already kind of divided and conquered and they already found a DJ. They already found food trucks. They were going to coordinate some of those things. So as a perspective for me, I think next time, you know what? I'm going to share that at the very end. I'll, at the very end of this, I will kind of share what I would do different and what I would do the same and what was awesome, what, what worked, what didn't work, all that stuff. So I, I mostly worked with sponsors. I worked with the city and the county, <laughs> which if you can't tell by my tone, it was disgusting because there is so many loops you have to go through with the city, so many little details that in, in everyone's opinion, except for the city, that really just don't matter, but the city wants them just because they want to regulate everything. Government, hello. So anyway, um, it was a lot more than I thought I would do. And it was a big learning curve of how to work with the city. It was a big learning curve of, um, well, really, what was applied here is some of this stuff may be a little more expensive because we don't have a lot of time. So that three rule to every event and party, it's it can be fancy, it can be fun. No, let's see. It can be fancy, it can be cheap, or it can be fast. There is only two of those three that you can satisfy. You can never satisfy all three. So since we didn't have time, it wasn't going to be cheap and it was not going to be fancy. Hold on. Did I say that right? I don't know. I have to draw it out. I have a nice diagram at home, but um, there just wasn't a whole lot of time. So it was a lot of work on my end of call this person, coordinate with that, but that didn't work. So call this person, coordinate with them and, and coordinate with this person. And the day before, here's here's a funny thing. The day before our invent insurance agent was like, Oh, uh, I guess we didn't realize that this would get bigger. And, and of course, like as we get closer, we don't know too, how many people are showing up. They're just putting a Google form up on, um, iron cowboys, Instagram. So more people keep signing up. So the first time we put an estimate of, Hey, we need event insurance for this many people. It went up and he's also a big deal. He's a big celebrity. So they're like, uh, crap, we can't do this. So they were really nice and helped out the day before. 
imagine that the day before finding out like who else can write this event insurance and get it paid for and that way you guys are at least covered that way so <laughs> there are so many things like that that I overtook so that the family and Lucy and anyone else did not have to do which blessing for them and and burden but blessing for me because it was a good learning curve like probably biggest learning curve of all the curves it was the curve the curvature of the earth <laughs> Um, okay, so I just have to say real quick, the curvature of the earth quote, I used to say all the time because it's actually from the show called Reba. <laughs> I think one of her, and this, this is a healthy tangent, one of her, her daughter, I think one of her daughters, I don't remember the show that well, her daughter has a boyfriend who's kind of an airhead, but that really nice, kind guy, <laughs> and he goes, um, we have a new apartment, it is so tall, you can see the curvature of the earth. And I thought it was just the the hoots and hollering, so I've always quoted it since. Anyway, just a big learning curve. And what I mean by by it takes a village, and it took forever, and I learned way more than I needed to. So, with getting the there is there's so many so many different details that needed to be covered. So this went from um, like oh shoot, okay we have to have event insurance, okay check, and then oh yeah then we have to have if we have event insurance, we have to have all this other kind of insurance. So it was um, the event insurance. It was, see, there were so many little things I have to keep remembering. Um, we had to get a permit from the health department of the county. So they are the ones who were kind of a stickler about, they have to regulate. Even though, by the way, side note, this was a school that has a capacity of like 2,000 people for outdoor events on their football field at a time. And they have plenty of bathrooms and water stations. The city said no for your event because you have that exact many people, but it's not for the school. (laughs) They didn't say that, but I assume in the back of their heads, they're like thinking of it. We had to have more water stations than what was provided. So the school was really nice and kind of opened up part of the school for us to use so that the city was pleased, even though at the, in the end of the day, no one used it because no one needed it. <laughs> Imagine that. Now we get to the part where I tell you, this is kind of how the life went. So there's not that many days until this event happens. So what it looks like is crazy, mad, busyness, in my mind, <laughs> in my mind, I even, I, I went on a couple of stress walks slash runs because I felt like, oh no, if this doesn't go through, the whole thing is ruined. The iron cowboy is finished, <laughs> which is so dramatic at the moment because it did feel like that. It felt like we have to have these things in place because this is what the venue needs from us so that we can have the, the event there. This is what the city needs from us so we don't get shut down. And the good thing about this is it's really about the people you know, because I started to say, hey, we're getting some pushback from the city. Who do you know? We can talk to because they, they, the Iron Cowboy and his family have good connections with people in the area. Plus, these people are also like triathloners, marathon runners, athletes, and they're also like their heart and body are in a part of this whole campaign generally. So it just is a bonus because they have places in the city and they have positions in the city where they can kind of move things around, talk to people, make sure it's done. And I'm not saying bypass anything, but make sure things get done. So finally, throughout this process, I got in contact with a few people, like fire marshal type people, um, people in the city and stuff. And by the end of this, a few days before the event, I talked to someone who... 
I don't know what position they had. I don't remember who it was, but they were like, now what I'm trying to figure out is as I'm running around from, from room to room talking to these gentlemen, I don't know why some of these guys are involved. And I said, listen, buddy, this is my first go around with something of this magnitude because I, I looked up online. People told me I needed to talk to these certain people to figure it out. I started getting call happy and just called everyone about it. And they're like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. And it's just craziness. It's, it's nuts because all these people didn't need to know all the information. And even people from the city would tell me, yeah, you know what? Less is more next time. Like, don't tell the city that, <laughs> which is so dumb. I really, part of me was just like, I will never work with this city again. The city is a piece of crap. <laughs> really, government is just so dang regulated it really irked my nerves. So that's why I went on stress walk slash runs. Now, I'm really grateful those people were in a part of it. It all worked out. And even I, I, now at this point, I don't even know if I mentioned this before. But at this point, the day before the event, when someone said, oh, if like you don't have event insurance, we didn't know this was as big as it's going to be. We got to find someone to write the event insurance. At that point, I already went through all the stress beforehand and the few weeks before. I also talked with Chris and he was very good about telling me like what good does stress do? Time's still going to pass. Things are still going to either work out or not. So what's the point of putting your emotions into it and stressing? So at that point when I heard that, I just thought at this point, this event is happening and that is that. Whether we have all of our blocks in the way they need to be or not, this event is happening. People are showing up and I can't stop them. So at that point, I was okay hearing any kind of bad news because at that point, no matter what, it would happen. So here we go on the day of, really the day before. I think I took that day off and the day of obviously off. But I had my good friend Berea, who was also one of my mission companions. She came down because this whole time her and I had been Marco Poloing. And I would sometimes, which is by the way, a video social um, app where you can just send videos of each other just videos to each other and back and forth. So I would tell her all the ongoings that said, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Can you believe it? And she's like, ah, my goodness. And just a good pal. So she came down. I was really grateful for her help. I was really grateful that Sarah let me borrow her minivan to move some of these things. So we had more room at once. We didn't have to go back and forth. My day really started at like 9am and it went until 1130 PM. So it was, it, uh, <laughs> I would probably say in my past life that that's not, that's a really long day, but I've been to weddings where it causes that much time to be taken anyway. So it's really not that bad. It was just a normal event day. It just felt really long because it was so big with a lot of literal ground to cover, but we, we worked at the school, we had the event and it was so cool. I have no idea how many people were there. No one knows. I'm not good with guessing, um, numbers, but I know that the stadium where the where we had this, you know, on the side of the football field and track, the stadium was full and there was a ton of people all around in addition to that. So I don't know how many seats that fills. I'm going to say it was at least 2,000 people that are on the field right when James actually finished. Um, I'm just so grateful for that experience. I was right next to the MC when everything was happening. I didn't care to be at the finish line, but I did go through a few times and told people like, hey, will you move? Let's make this big. My top priority was to make sure that James's family was there to see him finish, was either next to him at the finish line, anything, because they did not have that experience the first time around when he did his 50-50-50. So I definitely wanted to make sure that happened. And that was something else I did a couple days before 
the event, I sat down with Sunny when we were watching James swim, and I said, hey, I heard that this has happened. That is not going to happen this time. I will make sure of it. You will be there, and it'll be a great moment with your family. So we designed it that way, and it was perfect. And I, I did these, I made these um, makeshift with, <laughs> with paint cans, cement, PVC pipe, and, and uh, what's that called? That it's it's like that thin tape that you see, maybe when people are doing construction on little tiny dowels in the ground. Uh, I don't know what's called, but it was neon. So I made these makeshift barricades in a sense. In addition to the barricades they had. With the time that we had, it was just so crazy because there was not a set time of, of, of start to this event. The official start time was when James was done. And it was just, ugh, it was just so cool and so chaotic. At this point, you can just watch the Instagram live on his, his Instagram or even, I'm sure, on his website or something, which, by the way, Chris did, <laughs> which was really cool. And, um, man, it was just so neat. And there was a time that I was able to sit down, eat something from the food truck, sit down with Chris, my husband, and Bria, my, my good friend, that we just sat down and enjoyed it. Other than that, we were kind of walking around the whole time, meeting with the vendors that all set up. We had vendor booths. We had a backdrop for James. They had a family hangout area. We had um, a responsibility to make sure that people and things were taken off of the turf so that it didn't get ruined and all this different stuff, lots of moving parts. There was also not a whole lot of like cold water that was being served. So I had an ice chest and with a ton of water in it and we just had that being passed around to James and his family and stuff. Um, man, it was so neat. At different times of the night, I did find myself in conversations with people that I found out were kind of on the in circle with James and his family. Um, I was talking to one lady in particular and she's the wife of one of the wingmen. And we were just talking and she's like, oh yeah, I, I love to plan like my family's things. And, and I know how much work that goes into this. So you did a great job. And I was standing there like really taking this in. I don't know who's talking to me, but I, I was really grateful everything she was saying. Cause like that recognition means a lot, especially to someone who's been busting their booty <laughs> for the last month for everything to work out perfect and or released as good as we can make it so it was really nice and I go okay and who are you and she goes oh I'm his wife I'm like oh my gosh how cool like I'm I just I, anyway we had a great connection I was able to meet with people sit down with them talk with them um I just love that I love that so much and I really feel like I wasn't tired that day because I was just so excited and high off of the fun that it was um and I'm, I'm not saying it was like a fun event as in there was dancing the whole time. I'm saying it was fun as an event planner because it was so fulfilling to do an event like that and work with the city. And however hard it was, it definitely taught me that it's going to take a lot of hard work to do something of that capacity again, which I will be doing with the, the ideas that I have in mind for future events that I want to host. Like malicious events will host an event with helps of sponsors and everything else like that. So it was just such a neat event. And afterward... Um, I, <laughs> not knowing how much it would be, this is also something I learned, is not knowing how much work and time would go into it, and with that idea to be, like, quadrupled of the amount of time and work that went into it, I put my price up high because I know that my work was valuable, and without me, it would have been awful for that family to have to figure all this stuff out on top of all the responsibilities they're doing for James and the crew and everything already, so... I felt very satisfied and happy with um, being there to be that person for them 
and part of me was like, mm, but how much is this worth? And I should mark it down. It's for a good cause anyway. But really it comes down to if I am a true professional, I need to have professional prices and I need people to know as well. It's educating them that maybe they haven't worked with an event planner before. It educates them on this is what it takes. And if, if it's, if this amount is what it takes, then that's what it's going to take. So I was so grateful for everyone who was just helpful and the volunteers that did show up, which by the way, I thought I was getting 35 volunteers. I think about seven total showed up. That's something else I've learned. (laughs) Um, You can't rely on volunteers. They're not paid. They don't really have to be there. They're, They're a volunteer. So you can ask for a lot more. You can be very specific on things, but just plan for a lot less than you ask for because odds are they're not all going to show up. And when they do, it's okay to have some things be, some responsibilities to just be dissolved. So when I had, I feel like I'm jumping around, but it was just such a big event. But when I had at at 4 p.m., I remember I said at 4 p.m., I'm having this meeting with the volunteers and I'm going to assign where everyone goes and give them the things that they need. I had a volunteer bin with everything they would need and everything else like that. And three people showed up. (laughs) And I told the photographer, he's like, oh, I know that we should get background photos and stuff like behind the scenes. And I said, oh, four o'clock is your time, man. There can be a lot of people there. It'll be really good to see all that. No, it was not exact. It was not how I pictured it, not how I envisioned it. So that's another thing. Set a low expectation (laughs) for volunteers unless you know them by name and you know their phone number and you can contact them or have someone else be in charge of them because that was a lot. But when it came to that, we decided on spot, all right, these responsibilities are dissolved. We are now putting all of our time and attention to this. This is what needs a volunteer right now. Man, it was just such a riot. And at the end of the night, you know, I'm not, I'm not a soda drinker. I'm not a, an energy drinker. Not really. I prefer water. Water is tasty to me. I know that my body craves water. I love water. Now we sometimes get bang drinks, which is an energy drink with, it's an energy drink. Whether people say it's healthy or not, it has BCAAs and amino acids. Who cares? It's an energy drink. It's not, it's not good for you, but they are kind of tasty. So sometimes I'll have a few sips or Chris and I will share one. I've never finished one. Oh, that night I finished one and it was cold in our ice chest and it was so good. And I, I feel like I chugged it pretty fast because I think I was very tired. I think I was cold and wet and it felt good going down my throat. (laughs) Oh man, it was just so fun. So a good relationship made, hopefully that goes somewhere else. I, I reached out to a few people that I worked with throughout that. And I said, Hey, thank you. After the fact, It was so crazy during, I really appreciate everything that you did for it. We couldn't have done it without the team. And that's something else. Like it really does take a team, um, planning more for what you think you need for something of that capacity, especially with working with so many different moving spots, like sponsors, vendors, volunteers, food trucks. There were so many little pieces of this giant event of thousands of people that I could not have done it alone. And it took a working force of everyone. So, so grateful for that. It was very fun. I look forward to doing anything else similar to that. Um, I I said at the beginning of all of these podcasts, sharing my story that I don't want to stay big and I don't want to stay small, meaning I don't want to do only ginormous events where it's like thousands of people and, and fireworks and big pow. And I also don't want to just do a little kid's party with 12 children running around. I want to do all 
which I have been doing all. And I even talked to my mom about this. <laughs> I talked about my mom so much on this podcast and I love it. I talked to my mom about this, but it, she, she even recognizes that I have done an array of things and I have a great resume and experience under my belt with events, with celebrity events, with recovery events, setting up speakers, setting up vendors, sponsors, uh, weddings, which typically I don't think you find that with event planners. It seems like they're more dominantly weddings and things that are elegant and nice, or they're more dominantly anything else. But so I'm, I'm so happy to see where I am and to kind of prove myself once again and to continuously get better. It feels good. It feels really good. I don't know if you can hear my smile, but it's shining. And if anyone out there who's listening to this does want to talk about anything, I feel very open. I'm very transparent. I haven't been like extremely transparent on some of these things just because I could have this podcast last forever, but we don't need that. (laughs) But if you ever want to know more details, please reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram at malicious underscore events. I'm always happy to talk to anyone, especially if it's just a phone call to say, hey, can I pick your brain? And I'll say, yeah, and how can I help? (laughs) Because I just believe in the power of the team. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really appreciate everyone who engages, everyone who reaches out and says, oh, I loved what you talked about. Anyone who actually applies the things that I'm talking about, because I'm not just spitting game. Honey, I am the game. (laughs) I don't know what that means, but I feel like I know the game very well. I'm always improving, so I'm going to know it better. Follow along the journey, and we'll just know it better together.